confuse everyone? You're obviously confused and aroused. lap dance nachos and you're listening to slurmcast a podcast for no reason today we'll be discussing season 10 episode 10 game of tones my name is michelle burlingame not with me our tommy roulette how's it going pete woodward that's me and our guest today martin schneider hello hello Hi, welcome doing? welcome back we we get welcome you in under the wire uh, it's time. yeah this was a this was a weird one this this episode is real ass strange, mm-hmm. and yeah, it had its moments. I mean, overall, definitely not a favorite, but there was there was some fun bits. Um, I'm I'm glad you I'm glad you mentioned that because I I was definitely thinking I'm gonna be a downer because I didn't really think it was that good, basically. So like <laughs> you know I was I was worried I would be like sort of uh, bringing everything down, but uh, no, there's a lot of gasping for fumes here at the end. For this sure, not a but, lot yeah. of goodness. Yeah, in that the end of this episode though, for me it was definitely a, a tearjerker. I'm not gonna lie, this this episode totally. made me cry both times I watched it. So oh <laughs> yeah. <no. laughs> Just that uh, ending, they're, they're though. The last three minutes just got me. That's all. <laughs> he just wanted to, they're, they're, well, you know. They're good at what they do. They, they know what they're doing. You mm-hmm. know, there just weren't enough jokes. You know, it's like, where are the jokes? Yeah. They are professionals you know? at emotionally manipulating people. Totally. Totally. Um, I was trying to think about the last time I saw you, and God damn if I can't even remember. So it was definitely pre-COVID. Right. Uh, what what have you been up to in 2020 now that it's almost over? Um, you know, I've been at home like everybody else. Uh, you know, you you probably know, uh, you know, maybe Tom and, and Michelle don't know so much that I spend time in Austria every year. So, you know, in the year 2020, it is illegal for U.S. residents to enter the European Union. Mm-hmm. And, and anywhere as else. Well as many, and many other countries. And so I had uh, August plans to go to Austria and they got canceled. Oh. And uh, that's, of course they got canceled. I can't go there. And so uh, basically as a consolation prize, um, I will be uh, getting to my Prius and driving to Los Angeles uh, in about two weeks. Oh, uh, sweet. To, to stay with friends for a month. That'll uh, be great. Who also, these friends are my Sparks loving friends, actually, Pete. <gasps> uh, yeah. So they've probably <laughs> seen Sparks probably maybe more times than you have. Uh, I've you only know, seen so, them twice, yeah. you know, so it's not, it's yeah. not a hard bar to reach, but I'm, I'm jealous. Um, yeah. They, they, since they live in LA, they get to see them once a year. Uh, in years when music's being played on stages, like regular years, yeah. uh, you know, yeah, they get to see them every now and then. Um, so I'll mm. be staying with them for a few weeks. And then I'll be actually voting from there. I'll be, you know, uh, I'll be there through election day. And then I'll drive back in the whatever wasteland exists after election day. That that sounds so dangerous. Bearded, you know, I'm sure bearded Easterners in Priuses driving across Oklahoma are going to be just fine. You know, like that won't be a problem for anybody, you know. So, yeah. Oh, God. uh, That's part of the reason I'm going is actually to, is to not document so much, but to experience this insane year you know with fires on the west coast and and you know everybody having diseases and then the election madness and pitchforks and the whole thing you know so i'm gonna doc you know i'll I'll be putting it on my instagram uh but you know it's 
it's also just to give myself a reason to not be in the house for a while. Like I've been mm-hmm. here too long. You know? Yeah. So. It's like we were supposed to go to Montreal back in April for my girlfriend's birthday. So that got completely scrapped. And, and we just last week, um, she was just like, I need to get out of the house. And she found this kind of old timey resort in almost West Virginia, Pennsylvania. And so the hotel was like this giant shining looking, probably haunted. Actually, the only hauntings that happened were in room 119. We did not stay in room 119, but I found it and tried to listen for the ghosts. Um, it was, I picture it you was using a, like a glass up against the door. <laughs> a th- uh, a, what is it? A, a thought horn? Or thought spike? Thought spike, yeah. Thought spike. A thought spike. So we get down there and it, you know, the hotel is like, it's, it's like a hundred years old. So it's, it's a little bit shabby, but the amenities are nice. They had a great pool and hot tub and uh, no lifeguards around. So you fill up that sparkling water bottle with some vodka too. And then you just hang out in the hot tub and have a great time. Decent restaurants, historical sites. It was fine. But then we did make the mistake as soon as we got there of trying to stop at this flea market they do at a restaurant. And uh, we pull up. And there's, it's, it's a sad little tent tent flea market. It's the end of the season last day. So I'm sure people had cleared out, but there was not one, but two tents who sold primarily Trump flags and, oh. and no step on wow. snake flags. Mm. And I was just like, We're, <laughs> I, I would, I would have gotten out of the car. And, and my girlfriend was like, I don't even want to do that. None of these fuckers are wearing masks. Like <laughs> I'm not, I, I'm work. not going to risk. I'm not going to risk COVID on a social, you know, a- anthropology right. expo- exposition. So it was like, oh, here's the, here's the racist flea market. And, you know, Trump signs every 20 fucking feet, always in front of either a mansion or a, a shitbox hovel with like a dumpster and a porta potty out front, it, 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 whatever. And then we pulled into the little depressed town near there because there was a guitar shop I wanted to check out, which is fantastic. For that matter, I think it's called Micarelli Music if you're in the area. Beautiful stuff. There was like one house on this little street that had just a nice, reasonably sized Biden sign. I'm like, that's some big dick energy right there. Like, <laughs> because you're literally, you're, it's just like, nah, fuck you guys. You're all a bunch of assholes. And then they'll I, I have to get confess, burned down. I have to confess that, you know, uh, I live in the West Side uh, in, of Cleveland, and I have a, around the time that the Black Lives Matter stuff was happening, I, ordered for like 55 bucks a black lives matter flag like an actual freaking mm-hmm. flag yeah and i haven't had the gut to put it up yet i don't like i feel like i should but i feel like somebody might just knock at my door and punch me or something and i'm not really <laughs> looking forward to that you know I've, so i've got my um, roommate put know. a sign in the front window she's her bedroom's in the front of the house so she's got a black lives matter sign in her window nobody's broken it yet uh, but I, yeah. I did go for a walk last night and I saw uh, a lady nearby who had painted her entire garage, uh, Black Lives Matter, go vote nice. Biden Harris, like yeah. the entire nice. front of her garage was was painted. I mean, now, on the other on the, interesting. on the other end of the spectrum, I saw I saw my first um, QAnon flag yesterday oh, <laughs> in Lakewood, in Lakewood. And I saw that a, a beautiful, like, nice QAnon flag. So, like, you know, I'm going to give it, like, a month. And there's going to be, like, basically maybe one on every couple of blocks. Like, there's, you know, this is going to start happening. And, you know, I hope that doesn't happen. But, like, 
this year, you know, it's just would be part of the package, you know. Yeah, so. I, I don't even blame you in West Park. You're just a couple blocks away from where Laura Wimbles lives, lives, and every year she gets the plants stolen right off her porch. I mean, like, oh yeah, it's <laughs> it's a it's a wild, wild west side of Cleveland situation. Um yeah, I, I mean, so I get as this episode starts and it zooms in on planet yeah. Z7, you've got the ship that's blasting the tones at the thing. Yep. This is going to lead to some questions at the end for me being like, what the fuck? But like, so clearly <laughs> you've got this third close encounters of the third kind sort of homage going on. Like, the, yeah. you know, is, do you think that's happen. why they used the tone that they used in this episode to kind of make it similar or like a homage to close encounters? 100%. I mean, did it at okay. the end. At the very yeah. end, you know, there's a couple minutes where it comes up very explicitly. Right, that it, right. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. I just always wondered um, for, I, like, the payoff, what the actual sound is, like, why they chose that. I, mean, and I was wondering if it was because... I think this episode needed a couple more drafts, because I feel like this, it didn't make sense. The payoff stuff kind of didn't make any sense, where it's like, if you can already start talking about Close Encounters in the first minute, then there's no there's no fun at the end, you know, when you when they when they get to it or whatever, you know. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it was a, a good line here when they're trying to figure out what that sound that they're hearing is, and Fry says, "It's not walking on sunshine. It's not foggy mountain <laughs> breakdown. What else is there? Yeah. <laughs> what yeah, else I, is there?" <laughs> I mean, even even that little lead up, like they did the twistaroo on the professor's good news, everyone. Mm -hmm. Like where instead of right. like, have you heard the news? It's good. But like Amy's Amy, once he fixes his hearing aids, like everybody's hearing those tones, and Amy's got the schwacked out music from outer space. But um I, I just like the one reference that the professor made where he's like, in my day, the sound didn't travel through space. Right. Because like it's a fucking vacuum. <laughs> I mean, all right, yeah. there's a little I, bit of reality. I did enjoy that. I did enjoy that. So I want to bring up another moment right around here where uh, there's a Shazam reference, right? Yeah. So, so for me, for me as the as the person who doesn't really follow Futurama, of course I'm aware that it went away and came back again. But I think for me it's super weird to have a an apps reference in a Futurama episode. Like that's really odd to me. Do you guys, you know, perceive it that way, where it's like doesn't fit or something like that, or uh, too new, or I mean, there's a whole Futurama episode basically with like a YouTube. Uh, and Twitter, oh yeah, uh, whole thing. So the iPhone, yeah, works and in the eye, yeah. the, like when yeah. they came they back, be, they should be doing that. They when they came Good. back on Comedy Central, it really, they really started like pulling in like the uh, pop culture references and all of that stuff a lot mm -hmm. harder than they, they did before. To. I think I think they had to, like Richard Nixon to, you know? and Charleston Chew. <laughs> Charleston Chew, yes. So we have no idea why Nixon is into Charleston Chew. I have no idea. I, I think it's Googled just because it I Billy, cannot find it. Is it Billy West that's doing his voice? Is it him or Maurice LaMarche? Uh, I, I think I it's remember. Billy West. I mean, I think it's just something that sounds silly to say in a Nixon Marsh. It's Charleston right. Chew. Mm -hmm. You know, right. It's real Scooby. Uh, it's Billy you know, West, duty. yeah. Also in line um, with the Shazam thing was the title of the show is Game of Tones, and I, you know, you, you know, uh, yeah. Pete sent me the, the the name of the episode, and I was like, oh, that's so weird, like it's so new that something that they're satirizing something pretty recent, you know, yeah, like, you know. And what yeah, that funny, one did kind of throw me too. But what's funny is that this one's called Game of Tones, 
and in the uh, in two episodes, uh, Amelia Clark, yeah, is one of the voice, uh, yeah, on it, yeah, good for her. So, well, so I just on the Shazam thing, I remember having Shazam probably back at the time of this episode, maybe earlier. What happened to it? Did it just get absorbed by something else? It's still a thing. They made oh, a TV show out of it. What? Yes, there's a there's a TV show on. Who who hosts Jamie it? Is Fox. it one of the way? Jamie Fox. Jamie Fox hosts <laughs> Jamie Fox. it. Oh, yeah. And it's yeah. it's I like mean, it's called Academy, Beat Shazam. Academy Award winning Academy Award winning actor Jamie Fox like got <laughs> yeah. a big paycheck for being like, can you can you figure out this song like or whatever you know like over and over again. So basically, um, yeah. name that tune. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And. and you had to be faster than Shazam. Um, but actually, I, I, I recently was, uh, like the last couple of years, I've had an Android phone where, uh, you know, the Google phone, and the Google phone will actually tell you what's playing without you asking it. Like, it'll just say on the screen, like, walking on sunshine or whatever, without you asking it, if it's playing in the bar you're at. And then I switched back to iPhone, and I was like, where's that feature? And then I was like, oh, I guess I have to get Shazam. Like, that was I the mean, answer. You could... I had to get Shazam. You I know. think you can just ask Siri. I mean, you can do that with the the Amazon one too. Um, okay. But yeah, I I'm surprised that um, you know the professor found the source or whatever with his 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 uh, you know long range uh, oscilloscope or Scanner. whatever it was. But yeah. mm -hmm. I thought you know like <laughs> I wish thought spikes had come up earlier in the last hundred and thirty some episodes. Like that's. That would be fun to just stick something in your head and be able to like <laughs> verbalize. Um, but like, I, I was almost weirded out by how how excited and mobilized the Planet Express crew got just about. They're like, "What is it?" And they all seem so interested in whatever. When normally it's just like straight up apathy all the time. <laughs> like, right? You know, and and but there there was the line right in this this chunk of it where the professor's like, well, isn't it obvious? And they're like, no. And he's like, oh, I was hoping it was. <laughs> I, I enjoyed that. That was pretty good. Um, I, uh, have, have you, this is just based on Fry having had his brain scan. Have you guys ever had any sort of like MRI or or CAT scan no. thing where you got stuck in a big machine to scan yes. your brain? I've been Not in both. Not of my brain. No. Yeah? I've been in both. Mm -hmm. how did that go i don't know it was fine i didn't really have a problem going into either machine yeah like it, it there's like you're you're laying there and you're not even in it for that long where it's like it has to be that claustrophobic you just close your eyes and you just go in then it's fine and then just listen to that crazy knocking yeah like i don't even remember the knock i mean this was long long time ago so i, I, I just remember I could have going been terrified and then i just don't remember and i blocked it you, out. Blo you blocked it maybe they zapped yeah. you afterwards right. inside the machine um i had to go in for an mr like i didn't get one myself but my first ex-wife had to get one for something and i just remember them being like you've got to take out all your jewelry both her going into the machine and then at the time like i had earrings and all you know all kinds of shit they're like yeah you got to leave that out in the other room because like that shit could get pulled out <laughs> right just boom you know oh, um man. i i mean so what 
when Fry's like, oh, I heard those in the professor scans his brain. They're like, yeah, it's from the night you got frozen in 1999. I, like, is this the fourth or fifth time they've traveled back to that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, it's it, it it's is. just a well that they keep hitting and it's uh. it's running pretty dry. But um, the weird I, thing was Nibbler hasn't been in here for like 15 fucking episodes. And oh, for really? him to just pipe up and be like, oh, I was there too. You're like, oh shit. Like I thought he was just gonna disappear into the, the you know, distance. So I was you you'll you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. You know, I I watched the episode and it obviously has this like this past element and it's rather, you know, sentimental. And I was reminded because I think in the prep for one of the other episodes I did, I watched one that that involved a dog that would wait in front of a pizzeria or something. Oh yeah, you know, the you episode did. I'm talking about. Oh, this, you you did I Jurassic did Park. Oh, yeah. you, but you no, yeah. I didn't. Oh I did, no no no. I, I somehow figured. I, Your I, wife I did. did. I, somehow figured oh. out, I somehow figured out that that was like one of the most beloved episodes. Like that's basically like they kind of hit the jackpot on that one. You know, so I think maybe they're trying to recreate that. I don't know. I think this was a part of it was a, like a fan service, and I think the whole overall storyline they probably had at some point to do. And then it was just like, oh, this is good to like put in towards the end, because it really like brought. A it's lot it's of almost stuff like a back. victory lap thing. Yeah, as a fan of the show, like it, you start kind like especially the end is a very a very sentimental, important thing. I mean, that's where it does share DNA with The Simpsons, which is tends to have every episode be like Bart says. Oh, I'm sorry. I learned my lesson. I guess you were right. You know, like there's, it's you know, for a cutting edge show that's so genius, they often have this too. You know, these, these two things together. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I'd level the terms cutting edge or genius at The Simpsons <laughs> out for the last 15 years or so. Michelle oh, sure. may disagree. It, initially, absolutely. Sure. I'm, I'm a that's believer up through that's, season 12. I'm just saying that's like the 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 the, the basic structure of the show is to be have genius comedy you know in the first 10 years and then like also this kind of sentimental side or like or like very like not dangerous side where it's like okay bart's actually a nice kid you know like yeah. whatever so bart you um, know homer says he's sorry and they, they remain married you know or whatever like did did so fry makes a reference to kaboom cereal was that a real yes. thing do any of you was it no, i mean you remember I, I that remember. before his family remember. Cause there, there's definitely like breakfast cereals that I miss, and there's snack foods that I miss that like. It's real cereal. I, is it? It had I've a clown had on it. it. It had a clown on it. Oh, that's nice. terrifying. Um, yeah, it's a real thing. Real thing. I mean, that would be. I don't know. I I can't remember the last time I actually ate cereal. Like maybe. Maybe once a year around this time when the, the booberry pops its head back out from whatever Chinese warehouse they've been storing it in, like I'll dig into that a little bit. I like having green poop for a couple days. It's 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 all good. But like this whole thing where they're gonna go in and like spectate Fry as they plumb the depths of his subconscious. Um yes. you know, like the, the syringe of milk and cookies and shit and the dream pants. Like, I enjoyed those. Both of those I thought were good. That's pretty funny. I, this the, is, uh, I, well, I, and it's another segue thing, and it, it's kind of leading into something else that I'll, I'll get to. But like, as an adult, 
Have any of you worn a diaper either medically or recreationally? No. 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 Me, me neither. <laughs> me neither. Now, the reason I bring it up is I have a friend who at one point was, uh, you know, dating this guy and then him and all of his friends had a party and it was like an adult diaper play party. And it wasn't like wow. some sort of fetish community. Just like, yeah, it's fun. Can you cut? And I was, I just, I was just like, this fucked up. That sounds like, like, like an Edward 40 hands party. Just stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Just, it was, it was really the sort of thing. I'm just like, that's, that sounds like zero fun all around. I, I can't even imagine like, and, so and she just kind of went a, along. It's with a it. party of everyone just pissing and shitting their pants, That's and having someone else clean it up for you. That they were doing that. What? Yeah, oh, it was no. like, like, hey, baby, can you come and change me? And just ugh. that what sounds exactly fuck? like a fetish thing. Are you sure but, it but wasn't yeah, a fetish party? Yes, I, <laughs> yes. It, this was just a bunch of fucking weird, weird people, and like. Not judging if that's your thing and it, it's happy and you're sure. not ruining anybody else's time. I think that's the key. Go for it. If, if somebody if somebody talks you into it or something, then you, that's not going to go well. But if it's like I've been waiting all my life to do this, I've always wanted. You know, this is something I'm expressing something about myself. Then yeah, why not? You know, but yeah, I, you I make personally, sure everybody, everybody's enjoying it. You I'd be afraid. Sure I'd be afraid that a diaper couldn't contain my refuse, like <laughs> just, just just from sheer volume. So like. So on that trip that we took last week, like the amount of liquid we went through, both alcoholic and non-alcoholic, for two people, was just it was Herculean. Like, you know, like, <laughs> like we were we were only there for like three nights, and it was got there the first day, stayed three nights, came home. We probably went through about ten gallons of <laughs> various fluids as as intake. And and we're scraping fumes as we were driving away. It was just like we we got just enough. So like when you know when I've got to when I've got to get rid of my chemical waste that my my fantastic factory is making. Like sometimes it's a lot. I I don't know. I I, I, I the the syringe of milk and cookies thing I liked because that you know for something that they haven't really delved into too much for like a space age futuristic thing. Like that was always the, uh, you know, like the Jetsons trope sort of, of like, oh yeah, here's your food. And it's just like a couple pills. Really, I mean, going back to Willy Wonka even, yeah, you know, the, the gum that tastes like a three course dinner. Um, and <laughs> right. I, I mean, I guess right. we have like protein shakes or RX bars or whatever, but I feel like that's the piece that's missing. Like having just one swallowable pill that contains all of your nutrients. Um, yeah. I mean, there are those weird hangover bars. I don't think they've made it here, but they're definitely in California where like you go in and they give you IV fluids to like, yeah, they give you a banana bag. after a bad night. It's real weird. Oh my God. It's called a banana bag. So on a less, on a, on a less, you know, like at a certain point, the professor says, Oh fuck. Is that something he just says a lot? Or was this the only time he's ever said it? Like, I kind of loved it. Oh, I fuck. feel like he says, he said fuff before. <laughs> yeah, he's got a lot of old timey concernet kind of talk that comes mm -hmm. up and down. But but at and this point, no, I a, just, a, go go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. There was a there was a pointed like object in the middle of their little setup, which was like I think it was a surge protector. They really wanted you to see the surge protector in the middle of the room. Did you notice that on no. the ground? Yeah, it's like an old school like 
big ass like brick that everything's plugged into and i don't really and it looked like some kind of i don't even know like some some product i don't know it's just weird looks like a nice fire hazard to me like when i, I kind of like this? those <laughs> when were when was when they were said when they were when they were in the lab giving him the syringe and all that oh, like, okay we, every time they cut to that room there's this thing in the middle that they're all they're all it's like just a surge protector thing and it's just a joke on technology i think well, like, I, I guess the, the one joke in this that kept coming back and kept coming back and they beat it into the damn ground was like, anytime there was any kind of noise, they're just like, is that it? Is that it? Right. And like, that, it got real old. Like the one time the professor yelled at Fry and he's like, not even close, you tone deaf moron, was was beautiful. But like, that just that just got so old so fast. But some it's of true. those those reminiscent scenes like the thing where oh it's my old apartment and my old turtle and my old burrito and my old girlfriend and then getting into the argument with michelle where she's like lots of young people have false teeth yeah you know, that that was all lovely um he, in his room he has a he has a, a muscle lady calendar do you notice that i did yeah like a calendar, like a, which i kind of i thought that was pretty great yeah he, he i mean i forgot that michelle lived with him like I, I know she dumped him on the night that he got frozen. Mm-hmm. Clear, clearly, because that happened again in this episode. But like, um, you know, even when he's like, "Hey, if it's a dream," and then Leela's just like, "Move on." That was that was good too. <laughs> or what? Move it along, so, you know. So there was some, there was something kept happening in this episode that I didn't that I thought I was missing something. So like the first thing that happens when he shows up in in the nineteen ninety nine is that. His old breakdancing crew is there, right? And yeah, then, like, with so, noticeably so, FAT. So why, <laughs> so why is that? A, like, what's the point of that joke? Because it's clearly not 1982. That only happened in 1982, right? Like, and then there's a Gorbachev reference out of nowhere for like, like what's Gorbachev got to do with 1999? Like, was I missing something, or were they just being silly, or like? Well, his. I think the the breakdancing crew was just a Fry is a 20ish adult in 1999 and still has a breakdancing crew. Um, okay. That's, you know, I mean, like, it's a, he's, it's, it's, he's retro. It's beyond absurd. It's beyond yeah. absurd, you know, like, and then the dude, I, I like the joke when the guy decides he's going to be a Wall Street guy after all, you know, that was- Right, he's not going to go work for Lehman Brothers. Like, but yeah, I just thought like, what, maybe, am I supposed to think it's me too? It didn't quite work, whatever they're doing there, you know? And like, his, mm-hmm. his, uh, his dad, um, I forget his name if they if they ever even said it, but but Fry's dad is just like basically sort of a caricature of Patton, sort of George Patton, right. not Patton Oswalt. Um, you know, like <laughs> yeah. scared of communists, military prepper, whatever. So like in in yeah. 1999, despite the Cold War being well over and and not yet the plutocracy that uh, or the kleptocracy that that Russia is now, like Gorbachev was still like a reference that he would do. Um, but I, but I, I, I noted kind of like that. I noted that it, that was a dated reference for it, but it's also like all of Fry's weird brain sort of jumbling that up. Good yeah. point. Good point. Um, I I have never seen a strip club called Booby Tuesdays, but right. now I really want to. <laughs> I okay, I so did. There there was, and I have seen this with my own eyes. I found it on the internet. It existed. It's no longer there, but in Orlando, Florida, there was a strip club called the Booby Trap that had two <laughs> two domes 
painted pink with red tops. <laughs> oh, great. Nice. And I saw this when I went there for my grandfather's funeral and it was next door to our hotel. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wonderful. I was, I was 13, but if you, if you Google like booby trap Orlando, oh. Florida, you do get some history on it. Like somebody later bought it and painted it black and whatever. I think it's completely dismantled now, but like, you know, if you're, if you're going to go for it, go for it. Like, you know, on, on the subject of, of the, uh, of the strip club, like, you know, I, I've mentioned, I didn't find this episode that, 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 compelling but on the second time i watched it i thought that effect of the white room was actually quite good i was sort of like that's kind of bleak like they did a good job with that like of setting that up of like it's a lot more nude in here than i thought (laughs) yeah exactly you know i was like i don't know like that's good tv like they 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 executed that very well i thought you know i mean they, they did something similar several episodes ago there was like there was like an episode where reality disintegrated and uh-huh. so there was just a void left over and they're just on the white board. But I was wondering at this point, and I, I don't know what the timeline is, but that's almost like a eternal sunshine of the spotless mind reference, you Good know, point. where, where yeah. everything yeah. gets wiped out. So I, I don't know if it was, if it was well, referencing their point, prior thing or the other. So a, a few minutes later when he's back at, in his house and then the, his, these other, his friends join him, right? You know, then we have to mention Inception because they're basically doing this is all a, a, a version of the movie Inception. You know, yeah. like, whose dream am I in? And oh, wait a minute, mm-hmm. now we're nested dreams and like you know uh, whatever, whatever we do in this reality is beside everything. And like you know, so that was Inception and Close Encounters were the two movies I kept thinking of. Yeah, I I uh, and you you mentioned this at the beginning. I didn't catch the actual line, so I'm glad you used it as our intro, Michelle. But like. What would lap dance nachos involve? Would that be like the naked sushi platter where you're eating that off of a, a naked body? And you, so it's just like, you got, you have a nice sex worker dancer with a pile of nachos and guacamole That's, and cheese and whatever. I think you're just eating nachos while getting a lap dance. Like, I think yeah. you're just I think eating. maybe maybe the dancer is wearing like a nacho hat. <laughs> oh, so maybe. Just, fantastic. you're getting a lap dance and then you're just yeah i would want that too that <laughs> that'd be great yeah that's actually that would be that would really really good like i don't i i don't spend very much and by that i mean any at this point in my life uh you know COVID aside in strip clubs but like I to have like, you know i feel like, like has anyone combined have like uh, like blisters and like mm-hmm. burns the all over cheese. their back and their ass. <laughs> Hear me out. This From is this cheese. is what's coming to mind now, though. This this could be a fucking gold mine, and I haven't had a million dollar idea on this show in a while. What if you combine combined a strip club with a Brazilian steakhouse? So you can get lap dances and then have guys in tight pants if that's your thing girls in tight pants come up with a skewer of hot meat and just start carving it off into your mouth while Talk you're about getting a strip steak hey okay. exactly perfect yeah uh just uh, you know it's the the mind boggles especially now because i can't go anywhere so it's like like if yeah. i could go where would where would i go and, and it's one of those things that like i said earlier you know we had this trip planned to Montreal. That seems like a place where that could happen. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. you got like weird Quebecois and French food and pretty permissive like sex worker laws and stuff. It's like this could be, this could be the golden thing. And and 
I don't know. I should I should probably go start buying some URLs and copywriting some things. <laughs> um. So it, anyway, like they they kind of jumped through all that shit just like oh you've been asleep for th- thirteen and a half days and it's gonna be here in twelve right. hours. Um. But then, then they really kind of cram all this shit in there where it's like, okay, so they see Seymour, like you said, Tom is like fan service. Like that totally makes sense. It's like, oh, he's going to have a chance to, you know, reunite with his dog for a while. But then he wiped his nose on the dog's ear when he was crying. <laughs> and he's just like, like, which is, which is gross both ways. Like I wouldn't want to wipe my snot on an animal and I wouldn't want to wipe an animal on my face. Like I thought it was, it was cute. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. speaking of animals, though, I'm not sure where exactly uh, this happens, but uh, Seth MacFarlane making a a cameo as Seymour for about two seconds. He says one line. I thought that was his voice. Yeah, he does. He does the voice of Brian on Family Guy. Mm hmm. Didn't they have a feud, though, or something? I don't think so. Seth MacFarlane and the Futurama guys, or was that the Simpsons or was it? Does it matter? No, I don't think anyone had any feud. <laughs> I'm not remembering a feud. I mean, okay. they did a crossover. Simpsons and Futurama did a crossover. Simpsons and uh, Family Guy did a crossover. And then Seth MacFarlane's been on uh, Futurama a couple times. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, he did I, the oh, okay. song. He sang the song in uh, one of the movies. Oh, the right, beginning. right. Okay, like the it was like the Moonraker spinoff or something. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, I I I had never heard Gorbacheving someone's forehead up like you, you brought up <laughs> earlier, but that totally makes sense. I mean, it's just it's an Indian burn, but just like a, a noogie in your forehead to make it all red. Um, you know, mostly like despite all the emotional stuff going on, like the thing that got me when he went back home is whatever the fuck Captain Crunch casserole is. Because I, I want to know. Yeah, sounds like something Fry's mom would make. <laughs> but but I mean, seriously, that and, and my girlfriend's a baker. She's got a bakery. I got to I gotta brainstorm this with her because I feel like that's something we could make up, you know? Sounds like it was probably like Rice Krispie treats, but Captain Crunch. But, but you know, like the... Um, but that's the, brilliant. Captain Crunch is better. That, that, it's already sweet. You know, For sure. Like, and, yeah. and baking okay. it in something kind of wet. Real quick. Yeah. I just Googled uh, Captain Crunch. So did I. <laughs> and there's a website that comes up, Cartoon Cuisine. And there's actually oh, a unbelievable. Uh, recipe for the, what they made. as. Is the, it sweet or savory? Wow. What is it? Sweet. Uh, it's got it's sweet potatoes, sweet. Yeah. brown sugar, vanilla, butter. Oh my god! See, that's and that's that's literally where I was going with it because, like, you know, you, you there's the there's the cheesy potatoes where you put buttered cornflakes on top, and I, I like at Thanksgiving I always get like like you know assigned you're gonna make the sweet oh. potatoes because I've made up my whole thing, but like I feel like Captain <laughs> Crunch. Like I make, I make sweet potatoes where I puree them and put in like butter and maple syrup and all this other shit. They're delicious. And I'll make the one with the marshmallows on top to scorch them and, and make it gooey. But then I'll make other ones with bacon. But I feel like Captain Crunch could be a good topping for that. 
so I scrolled down a little further and the photo of the Captain Crunch casserole that they made looks absolutely disgusting. They, yeah. Then there's, it looks like garbage. There's another <laughs> another link that they tried it again and then they ended it's basically uh Rice Krispie treats but with Captain Crunch. I mean whatever. Crunch that's food, that's so. low hanging fruit. That's not a casserole, that's a dessert bar. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, like like I want something gooey with the crunchy corn on top. And fuck, if you're doing something sweet as opposed to savory, you could use crunch berries. You could use peanut butter crunch. I mean, fuck, you could make a banana cream pie and put peanut butter crunch on top of that. God damn it. My birthday's coming up. I'm going to get that made for me. Oh, there's there's also a recipe for poplars. Ooh. Oh, is it Rally's Fries? No, it's chicken. Damn it. It's chicken. Bullshit. Oh, if, a, if anything, there would be like shrimp. It's just like chicken fingers. Oh, oh god so there's like. like a whole page on here of futurama recipes yeah. there's, there's leela's like bean pizza <laughs> grandma mildred's okay, sugar you, cookies you, you, the toilet sandwich <laughs> you guys just got an extension you got an extension you have six more episodes out of that yeah there's oh, there's boy. our there's our postscript when we get done um that's i you know i just like the other night as as i was winding up my vacation week i was eating animal crapper, crackers dipped in nutella and i was like Somebody ought to make Ooh. a pie crust out of out of animal crackers, and a bunch of motherfuckers have. It's all over the internet. So oh yeah, that's. I mean, I feel like that would be highly superior to many pie crusts. But I've I've made that before. Yeah, that's that's Ooh. usually how I make pie crust is with uh, graham crackers, which is all Fantastic. animal crackers are just graham crackers. But they seem so different. Are they more vanilla? Are they less graham processed or something, or more <laughs> processed? I think they're more processed so that they can be pressed into animal shapes. Even they're, better. They're a little harder. They're a little harder, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. They've got less gram. Um, more flour, probably. I just so I, we're talking uh, about dessert real quick. I discovered <laughs> that they have uh, like the already made cookie like dough pieces that you just put on a tray and put it in the oven. Yes. They mm-hmm. make them safe to eat. Like in the right point. out. Yeah. Right out right. Of yeah. The box. It's like a uh-huh. It's like ben, and Jerry's, ben and Jerry's style like cookie cookie dough. I've seen yeah. that too. Yeah. It's, uh, there's no reason to and, bake them. You just eat the raw cookie dough. It's right. delicious. It's made not to be consumed that way. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's that I don't really eat sweet stuff. I was just like, oh, this is <laughs> this is a thing. Um I, you know, I liked some of the 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 family reminiscences, like Fry's having the beer baths with Yancey as adults, and his mom is serving them beer in the bath. I mean, not disturbing at all, but <laughs> but kind of cute. But I, I like the the whole jump, you know, like flashback thing with his dad, where he's just like, "What are you scared of?" Before Y two K turns our computers and our waffle irons against us, against us. <laughs> like I, that, I just I remember that so much of just people thought i mean fuck like people thought y2k was going to be the end of the world and 20 years later (laughs) here we are (laughs) if we could only go back and be that innocent i know it's it's all office space all the time you know just steal those fractional pennies off the top of the transactions um there there was go ahead yeah 
we've uh, so we've met his Fry's mom before, right? And so mm-hmm. she always this so, whole family. Was she, so, was she always so football obsessed? Yes. yes. And and so uh, you know you have to forgive me, but so it seemed like in the second half of the episode, half of it was set in Wisconsin and half of it was set in New York City. What are, what no, was it was in there? it was like, in New York. She was just a Packers fan in New York. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. I was trying to figure that out because it's like they were really laying it on thick because she's you know she's watching the Rose Bowl, which the Packers are not playing, but Wisconsin's playing. I looked it yeah. up. That's the correct score. You know, so I was kind of like, oh, so that Wisconsin was the real here. game. Yeah, the Rose Bowl. Actually, that was the score. I don't know if it was the first of January, but that was the score. It must uh, the Rose, the Rose yeah. Bowl is always on, always on New Year's Day. Right. Why I know they, that, they, they I don't fucking they, know. They haven't pushed that one out. Yeah, all the other big games they pushed further in January. But yeah, so I looked it up. That was the correct score. Wisconsin did win. Um, so yeah, because then then later on, I was like, oh, there's the Chrysler Building. Like, what's what's going on? You know. So so it's well established that Fry's from New York. Hmm. Well, because okay. he got frozen okay. in New York City and then woke up in New New York City. Oh, got so, it, got it, got So it. He, he traveled in time, but not in space, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, he technically I did travel in space because New York is buried under New New, new York. <laughs> mm-hmm. So how, somehow they rebuilt the cryogenics place above and brought everything into that. Maybe it never fell down. Maybe it was on some sturdy pylons to begin with. I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a master of subterranean architecture. <laughs> on the um, subject of football, I did enjoy the magnetic football joke. I did like when uh, when the, the actual football game is happening, like in the stadium, yeah. and the the tones make all of the players behave like the magnetic football game. Yeah, yeah, football, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. I, I, I thought that was pretty good. I, I enjoyed that one. I, I had actually played that some as a kid, you know, at random weird times. I don't fucking understand. It's like, we're just going to stick a vibrator under a metal sheet and then good fucking luck. You know? Nobody knows. I mean, can, is there a strategy? Is there things you can do? No, there's not. I don't, I don't think so. Like, it's just, it's a pure game of chance. They should put that in Vegas as like a table game. We're just like, you put your money on the thing and, and good fucking luck. I mean, it, and, and it that actually makes me think of this stuff like, have any of you watched Class Action Park? Not yet. No, it's, not yet. Not yet. It's real good. And and like I yeah. had wanted to see it because I heard the dollop episode about that place years ago. And it totally reminded me of like, there used to be a water park over here in Columbia Station that was super like, just fly by night. And and those things of like in the 80s was just like, good fucking, like, here's a toy that's shooting like voltage through it. Good luck, kids. You know, um, I, I just like that kind of stuff is is I mean, that that movie is fantastic. Like just even the the archival footage of like Ricky Rackman doing a headbangers ball live remote <laughs> with Lane Staley and and Jerry Cantrell from Allison Chains nice. in Speedos wow. where they're just like, yeah, man, this place is the coolest. You know, it was just it's just bonkers like. And it was completely so done mine, with like no oversight. On the on the subject of you know you said the, the rock and roll connection, somebody reminded me that Shellac has an album called Action Park or something, which is the same place. <laughs> that's yeah. that's that place. Like, yeah. I mean, if you lived in New York and Jersey back then, I think I mean, in, and that's one of the things in the documentary is they do have 
relatively well-known people, I guess, depending on what circles you travel in at like celebrities, sure. you know, like Chris Gethard gets in, interviewed in it a bunch. And yeah, um, I, I heard that somebody told me he's in it. Yeah. What's I think I think I her name Chris is Gethard. Allison Bird. It's an actress that I recognize from like a million things, but like that, that was a thing. And, and it was always funny because like, you know, having grown up here, we always had Geauga Lake and then we always had Cedar Point and that shit was like, these are, these are the big deals if you're into that stuff. And then my younger sister is 10 years younger than me and she pretty much grew up in Connecticut. And like what they treated as amusement parks up there were such whack-ass, half-ass things. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, we got a couple I mean, slides and a Ferris wheel. $20, please. I, I, obviously, I mean, I'm, I'm from Westchester County and I, you know, I was, we would go to day camp and once or twice a year, every summer, we would go to Rye Playland in Rye, New York. <laughs> uh, which was fine you know it, you know it was uh like I, I feel like at the time we kind of felt like it was famous but we just didn't know what we were talking we were just little kids you know we don't know what's famous you saw it not. on tv uh, they probably had yeah, a commercial exactly. and it was you know it was big by our lights but like yeah it was you know it was, it was fine but that for that reason like i never we never made it to action park which is probably like ride playland was probably a 45 minute drive from our our house and then like the action park was probably 90 minutes. So there would be no yeah. reason to go there, basically. You know? Right. You, you could you could get the same experience without the airborne syphilis. I guess right. It would have been fine. <laughs> Just found out today. That I guess I'm lucky. I never thought of that. I should count my blessings. I was, <laughs> you know, when, when, what, what year was all this stuff happening in action park? Like all the bad stuff? I want to say like 78 through early 90s. Okay, so that, that that's exactly my adolescence. Like I would have been fifteen in nineteen eighty five. Yeah. You know, so I guess it's lucky I never made it over there. So yeah. What were you saying, Tom? I uh, I just found out that the like IX indoor amusement park will not be happening. <laughs> well, because the IX, done. yeah, the IX center is no more. <laughs> that's shocking. I, I I I did hear that. I I um. I did like the fact that like, you know, aside from the crew all showing up in Fry's dreams where it's like, it's piling on like Inception, like you were saying, then Nixon and, and Agnew, the go, you know, headless Agnew show up too. And, and Fry's yep. dad is a starstruck. And then Nixon's just like, no, I'm taking your hippie son to a real far out. <laughs> what's, what's he say? He's like on a real far out musical quest. And he's just like, get him out of here. He called him a hippie. Comedy. Yeah. yeah. That's right. That's right. Um, you know, I, I, I mean, I'm glad it's, it, they really were cramming a bunch of shit into this to be like, we got three, four episodes left. We're just going to get those last little nuggets in there for people. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and obviously they, they wind up going to Panucci's pizza where you can get right. a large cheese and a Coke for, for 1077. Um, <laughs> but Fry was playing monkey fracas junior. <laughs> and 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 I I don't think I don't remember I I mean this is this is the dumb part of my stupid memory I remember in like episode two of this fucking show when they go to the moon where the, there's the whalers on the moon one mm -hmm. of the video games in the arcade on the moon is monkey fracas so what? have we uh, have have we seen Monkey Fracas Jr. before? No, I think it's supposed to be like Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Jr. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> Monkey Fracas. I, 
I was I was always more into Donkey Kong Jr. than Donkey Kong. I have them both on this video game console <laughs> that recently shit one of the controllers to death. Um, but it's hard, man. Like my reflexes are so slow, especially when I'm drinking and trying to play video games. Like it's a real it's a real bad scene. Um, but I just I just thought it was weird that like then they have to go through the whole charade of like Fry going all the way to, to the cryogenics place mm-hmm. with everyone. I mean, I loved the fancy rickshaw with Zoidberg pulling it and the, the then I, telling Seymour yeah, so <laughs> to shrink down. Like I, I I love that what Fry could imagine was this yeah. really fancy rickshaw right. that that's, Zoidberg that's could have to you're... pull. There was there were a few things that were kind of like deep jokes. I feel like I can't remember exactly a couple of things that Nixon said were kind of like, or or the professor like if you thought about it enough, like there was actually something deep happening where it's like a really good gag. But yeah, it, it was sort of like almost for like the writers' room or something. Like I feel like that that aspect of the rickshaw was that like that's they what just you dream up, you know? Slip it yeah. in. I I mean, have you ever ridden in a rickshaw? Yes. No. And I'm and I'm not talking about like like in Hong Kong or a China pedicab. like yeah like like a hippie driven pedicab. It's a vegan bike messenger on his uh, night shift. I, I've done it in New York. I've ridden in New York once or twice. Not not many times. Once or twice. I did. Yeah. It's no fun. Cleveland, where it, they're on the bike and they pull you in the back of it. I mean, get, yeah. Rickshaw. Oh. I did it. Like it wasn't far. I think it was. Oh no! Of course, yeah. That's the, that's the pedicab. It's it's yeah. It's yeah, not yeah. a rickshaw because they're not running. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I, and I would hope that in those other countries where rickshaws are a more common thing, that they're no longer doing it on fucking foot like that. I'd feel bad <laughs> enough to have some guy on a bike trying to haul my ass and whatever right. else around. They're on hoverboards right. now. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just take my non-hover hover car. <laughs> yeah. So around the time that uh, around the time they're solving the, the the puzzle of the show, the one is it Nibbler or his who's his buddy? His, Digby, his, his doggy buddy. Digby, Digby, Digby. <laughs> so yeah. Digby says, "I, I kind of got a lot of pleasure out of this line, but I don't know why it's funny, but I like it." He says, "On one of your planet's many rooftops, like you know, <laughs> like it's just funny, you know." Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I I mean, so like. You know, there's a couple little quick gags where, like, they're in the elevator and Hermes is just like dying from the Muzak. Like, what? Ah, what is this? But, like, but then just like with you know this whole thing because we've been in this same scene like three or four times throughout the course of this show, and it's like there's the original, and then there was the reveal that Nibbler was there pushing him into the thing, like kind of tipping him over. Um, and then I think they came back again, but like. The, you know, they're, they're even here. They're still beating that gag about like, uh, is that the sound? And then there's there's a um, something. I think it's it's Fry that says he's like, Amy, I'm deeply disappointed in you. Like they just can't. They're all tone deaf. They can't tell the difference on these right. These That's, four. You're things. right. That was a weird. That was like a weird reference. Like I didn't really know why he was saying that. Kind of, but, which brings me to another thing because the first two episodes I saw well, when I did the podcast, one of them was Mother's Day. That was the first one I did. Okay. And the second one was called That That Darn Cat, which is about Amy's dissertation and the curving of the, uh, the rotation of the earth or something like this. And um, I looked it up. And, you know, it, it seems to me that the professor was a really different character in the one we just saw, where almost everything he says is like, 
you asshole. Like, get it right. Like, I hate you. Like, oh, fuck he's you. like, you know, he's always crotchety. He always like yeah, yeah, he's a like grumpy he was, old. He was a lot like. I feel like he was more like a, a nicer guy in the other ones I saw, but uh, yeah. Honestly, he was probably just in them less, because <laughs> when the professor's around, I think he's the just kind of shitty. With the, um, the one about the, that that darn cast, he's in that one a lot actually, because it's about Amy's getting her degree, right? Um, and we see a lot of him, and he's just like he's helpful science guy, like I what the fuck, you know? And then like in this one, he kept, kept saying like you didn't come poop, like I just it's a funny note for me, but yeah. But even and and then if you saw Mother's Day, like I think he gets late at the end of that one, so he's not going to be like shouting That's out right. profanity. Um, good memory. But we we get to this this point in the thing, and and they just shove so much in. But like, the reveal is Fry heard those same tones right before he fell in. Plus, he heard two other notes. Right. And so, so they see the thing coming. Like, well, we'll play the two other notes, and we'll respond to it because it's a response. And they go to Mount Shushmore, which. Right. You know, just just based on the pure coincidence that happens with this fucking show all the time. Like, I've heard more about Mount Rushmore in the last three months than I have in my entire life, just yeah, because totally. You know, Jackass wants to put his gross face on it. And he had um, a speech there, yeah. Uh, you know, and then you know, so this is when it goes full on like Close Encounters, and and Fry hits the two notes, which are the same notes. After the thing does it, right? Um, but then, then the, the you know the side note was the animation on the ship was gorgeous. I mean, they must mm -hmm. have blown yeah. like the last ten percent of their budget on that thing or something. It <laughs> yeah. was really pretty. Yeah. But like, ha then then the reveal that it's just the tiny little ship because we haven't had a sense of perspective <laughs> yeah. and it's like <clears throat> three feet by three feet. Right, just, that was just, kind of interesting. Yeah. And then when it then when it's it got to this point, like it just got real dumb. Like the the end of this episode is just stupid as hell. Yeah. So it all turned <laughs> out that the the sound that they'd been hearing that was causing earthquakes and and uh, all destroying that destroying planets. The, the key fob with Digby looking for the uh, spaceship that he and Nibbler lost when they got drunk on Earth after pushing Fry <laughs> into the uh, cryo tube. I mean, but yep. also, I'll admit that I've walked into, like, parking garages and just walked around parking garages hitting <laughs> my <laughs> key fob trying to find my car. Oh, right? yeah. Trying to find your car or trying to find other people's cars? Like, are you trying to set, like, that, that's one of those things about those that's always, like, how, how do they code, you know, the radio frequencies or whatever they're doing with those things? Like, there's oh, there's got to be some number where you can start hitting it. Absolutely a chance that <coughs> you could unlock someone else's car, but the probability of that car being in that parking lot at the same time your car is, <laughs> is going to be right. so small that it's probably not going to happen. But there's been stories where people have like walked into a car that looked like theirs and they're. That's it's happened to me. It's yeah. happened really? to me before. Oh, yeah. yeah, I went to uh, Home Depot with my neighbor a couple years ago. And uh, we took her car, which is just a plain silver Nissan Sentra. So very common car. Um, we, I, like, I didn't know 
whether it was her car or not, but she hit the fob. <laughs> we opened up the doors and I'm starting to sit in the car and she was like, this isn't my car. My key fob just opened this other Nissan Sentra. <laughs> and then like, like we both thought that it was her car until she opened up the door and was like, this isn't why my is, car. And why then is she there all this cocaine over. in here? Well, she looked over and her car was like the next aisle up like directly in front of so, but her but her key fob opened up the other <laughs> or maybe she heard her car unlock and that car no was already the unlocked. lights flashed oh. like it unlocked and the lights flashed and everything it was very obviously her opening up a completely different car with her fob so we just closed it up as fast <laughs> as we could and went to her car and left you should have left like a horrible note. Just oh. like that would have been a great. No. I know what you did. <laughs> <laughs> I think we just lost you, Martin. You went. You went quiet. Uh, I, I said you could take a dump. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you know, that's uh, biological warfare, is what that is. But I'm. I mean, that's if, what, if you, uh, you know. I, I think uh, you know, uh, uh, burglars are known to do that. You like just they'll do like this is kind of a, a subject of its own. But like, so you can while you're burgling a house, you can, uh, you know, take a dump in the living room or something just to just to make just to weird people out. But I heard a variation that I kind of like, which is a little more subtle, which is like go to the go into the fridge and take a candy bar and eat eat half of it and put it back, and like and then the like, people are just like. Can't, they just can't get that out of their mind that the guy was no like, that's you know. that's psychological yeah. terrorism I that's know. some that's some golden state killer shit yeah, i was just gonna say that's exactly <laughs> what the golden state killer did mm -hmm. yeah i mean right. i mean go, that goes back to the the uh wh what are the axe murders in iowa the alaska axe murders or something like the guy who killed yeah. that family like ate a bunch of the bacon then used the grease from the bacon to jerk off and then just left <laughs> Like, he's just like, I'm, you know, this is a full service stop. I can kill some people. I can molest some people. I can eat some bacon, eat bacon. grease it up and, and go to town on myself. It's all, that's all you need. Um, Yeah. I mean, even, but even like Nibbler and Digby be like, oh, like there was, it just wasn't funny. It was just like, this is, this right. is getting real dumb. Mm-hmm. I think also, I, mean, I think the, the, the joke of the key fob, like that, that's the whole premise of the whole show, isn't interesting. Why Why is that fun? I don't get why it's good, you know? Yeah, like it was it, a real bummer they, they, of a they just didn't, reveal. You know, they didn't, add the, yeah. they didn't add the part where it was like funny, mm -hmm. you know? Like it could have made it more like pointed and they just forgot, you know? That's like, like, like that part is where like, I don't know where the writers started with this story. Like what idea yeah. they had that they built around it because nothing right. nothing sounded like something that was like oh we should do this we should do this other than so let's I have, somehow get so you know try back to his mom at the end of the show so he can mm -hmm. say yeah. goodbye so, so way her. back at the beginning of the show way, way back at the beginning of the show i told you i was a little nervous about you know being a wet blanket about this episode so i was kind of interested to see like i went on the wikipedia page for this episode and it's you are informed that the av club gave this episode an a minus which struck me as like just bizarre. Yeah. And then but the second thing is that apparently it was the submission to the Emmys. It, yeah, it was nominated that, for a Writers Guild Award too. Yes, exactly. I think that's what it was. It wasn't the yeah. Emmys, it was that. And so it was like, okay, you know, and, and I just basically, at that point, I was actually confident that three of you would be would agree with me, that this was not 
one of the best episodes. Yeah, you know, I, like, you know, you know. But what you've actually done is is uncovered your secret, Martin, of why you're a good guest despite not being a fan of the show. You did fucking research. Yes. I've never looked up a Wikipedia page for this show. You also watched the show more than once. Yeah, <laughs> so, like right there, you you're well, a great it, guest. It's it's the COVID times, you know. It's like what else? What the hell else am I gonna do? Got, I gotta gotta do something. Um, yeah, so uh, whatever, like, you know, everything gets resolved. I, I don't understand how Fry knew where their ship was, but whatever. Well, he's then, been to the cryogenic lab a billion times. So this is, this is true. He's um, been there before, so he well, knows so, the so, ship that was is actually, there. I think that was actually an example of a subtle joke, because if I understood the plot correctly, 1,000 years have passed, right? And that thing mm -hmm. is still there, and the only thing that's happened to you, it looks fucked up, but you know, the, the cassette player is gone, right? Yeah. You yeah. know, and it needs to be charged. <laughs> like, there's something, there's something not bad there, you know? And actually, I did enjoy that the uh, vendor is required to charge the thing, right? Right. Yeah. Jump vendor and jumps yet, the battery. Which apparently is pleasurable. Like, he likes it. He's like, ooh. Well, like, you know, I mean, like, that, I you know, we... That. We skipped over it, but Fry's dad threw a grenade in him a grenade. earlier yeah. because he thought he was a waffle iron that was revolting yep. on, on them. <laughs> uh, so, I, I mean, at, at the end of this, Nibbler and the Nibblonians, super grateful. You know, they're like, we'll make it up to you, Fry. Just like, well, you can't because time's gone, whatever. And then it all resolves <laughs> because they put him into Fry's mom's dream and he can spend more time with his mother. So that's great. What I was really happy and impressed about with, though, was when he goes to sit down there, he's like, do you want some crackers and a slice of hat? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he's got the cheese head thing on. And, and fucking, here, that. That's right. here we are half an hour later talking about lap dance nachos and going <laughs> into the hat with a snack. I mean, maybe snack hats should be a thing. Maybe, maybe that should become, I mean, I think the Brazilian Steakhouse Strip Club definitely should be a thing. I, I would... Like shut up and take my money, but like I I'd, I'd love to have because like what happens to me is I got my laptop on my lap, I got my phone in my hand, I'm watching TV, I got a drink in my other hand. Like if I could have some kind of snack situation <laughs> where I could just pull it so off wait. my head, and, and there would have to be a, a card, you know, a compartment in the hat for the little dog, right? Because the little dog is then in the hat. I, well, <laughs> that's go. that's part of the dream. I mean, let's stick to reality, Martin. <laughs> I know. I'm just a crazy dreamer, I guess. I, I mean, dreams are good to have, especially now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it was just a that was a tearjerker of an ending for me because you know Fry got to visit his mom in her dream instead of just seeing her as a dream in his own dream. Heart wrenching song by Eels. Uh, <laughs> uh, and it shows Fry's mom in bed kind of waking up yep. and looking at a picture of Fry on her nightstand and smiling because she knows like she actually got a little bit of closure from Fry disappearing all those years ago Never that's, that's what makes again. that's what makes me cry <laughs> it's real nice. I mean that hit me in the feels as they, they say they're good at it like I said they're, they know yeah. what they're doing yeah, they they are an emotionally manipulative, and fortunately for me, I've had enough <laughs> emotional manipulation in my life to be immune to it. Pretty much at this point, <laughs> now it just makes me mad. <laughs> oh God, we got through it. There's only three left. We're we're like this. Well, this could be this will be done by Halloween. Oh boy, you, you it's a real it's a real achievement. I mean, you used the word homework before. It's homework for you, like. 
you know, uh, it, it, it's impressive that you didn't just stop doing it. Like you finished, you're going to finish it. You know, we may that's, not that's be the best impressive. Futurama watch along podcast, <laughs> but we're the ones who fucking finished it. Was yep. it, was it 2015 or 16 that we started? I, it might have been uh, 2017. Uh, no, it wasn't. No, no I, I, I joined in 2017, right? We, because I remember we we were recording the night of the election in 2016. You're you right. Were? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wow. It's it's a real bummer of an episode. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. Because we started getting we started getting early returns. Was that? I, I like that. I like that. I like that you guys were all like, "What could go wrong? We'll just do it on election night." You know, like <laughs> Hillary's gonna win. It'll be great. Like, I mean, you know, nothing would have been nothing would have been decided by, you know, uh, right, eight thirty or something. Yeah. But I, I think, I think that was the episode we did with Dan Bernardi. We started in June of twenty sixteen. Okay. Okay. Oh. So, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, so, so that's that's the beginning. Um, God damn, we've been doing this. Oh wait, yeah, episode one hundred and one <laughs> in color was. We put that out in June of twenty sixteen. Wow. Well, that means we were I, recording well before that, though, because we put out like we recorded like three or four before we even. Yeah, we start we started recording in like April of 2016. Mm-hmm. So we we're a solid four and a half years in. Um you know, God. Well, I this mean is... it's, it's your Vietnam. Let's face it, it's your Vietnam. You, <laughs> you, you, been... you know, you you've been you've been in the shit. You've been in the shit for a while. We've had yeah. we've had traumas, we've had <laughs> guests gonna... disappear. We're gonna leave. We've had guests disappear. Nothing has changed. <laughs> we've had yeah, we've had hosts disappear. We'd have guests disappear. I, all of these things is ha- have 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 occurred. I mean, you stick around long enough, you're gonna see everything, right? Well, it, it, yeah. so we do find out like there is a lot of uh, bits and jokes that just come full circle and make it relevant, <laughs> like again mm-hmm. now. Yeah, even from years, the original even. run, it's yeah. just like well, it's like the Simpsons predicting that Trump would, or you know, saying that Trump was president as a joke, and just be like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, we we got through it. We'll get through it. And and honestly, <laughs> I was just I was just saying to Michelle before we we got started, like, I'm almost almost starting to get a little teary eyed when I start doing my show homework. Going like, this is almost done. Um, you know, we'll, well, what we'll you need fill to do the is somehow. You, you yeah, well, you have a break, and you take it maybe a year where you don't have any of your homework, and then maybe you do a different one. You know, the, the three of you. You know, figure and out I, some other show you like. I think we should all go in and open up a strip car Brazilian steakhouse. Yeah, that's <laughs> honestly, I've never wanted anything more in my life. You know, you know what's funny, Pete, is that restaurants are a thriving business right now. I'm sure there's <laughs> they, no downside there. They are my 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 girlfriend's uh, bakery has been going along. Bakeries, like, almost like bakeries nothing are not restaurants. Bakeries are doing great. Restaurants. It's not so it's the it's a donut <laughs> donut slash coffee shop, and they're they're going to be oh. expanding into some other things soon. But it, yeah, wow. it's it's been selling out every day. It's fantastic. Um, I I, plan, I, I I plan on doing a podcast 
going back through Slurmcast and then talking about <laughs> Slurmcast doing the episode of Futurama. No, no, no. How about you do you do the Futurama uh, run, but backwards? You now just start going backwards. Like, we'll just redo four years. all of we'll redo all of Horchie's episodes with me. <laughs> <laughs> like Seinfeld. Like Seinfeld. Yeah. They, you know, they uh like uh what's his name? Because George's father was played by a different actor in the first season, so they like yeah. actually right. reshot they reshot oh, them. Shit. Like that's you, yeah. That's beautiful. I'd I'd prefer to see Jerry Stiller, honestly. I'd I wish he was exactly. still with us. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. I think almost everybody involved is like, no offense to the other actor who was, did a fine job, but like it's Jerry Stiller, you know. Yeah. Moving forward and yeah. you know. If, if if like, you know, Tom Waits wants to sing your songs or if Placido <laughs> Domingo wants to sing your songs, have at it. I'm still gonna get the publishing, so it's all good. <laughs> I it's it's been wonderful to see you uh just in general because yep. I haven't in forever, but also to have you back on. Um I'm excited about your trip. I kind of want to mimic that now. Yeah. You know, just, uh, you know, watch me on Instagram. And I have to say it was a pleasure to be doing this uh, podcast with you guys. It is, you know, it's a little ritual that it, once once every year or so I get to watch some weird episode which I'd never heard of before and, uh, you know, yammer about it with you guys. And it's been a fun thing. And so that's why I need you to start a new show. I need to do this in a couple of years again. And but, it's uh, something yeah. else. Take your time. Did, um, <laughs> do you want to, I mean, do you have anything to plug aside from that? Or do you want to give people your Instagram so they can they can follow along? Or do you keep that pretty close? If they want, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's Woven Strap. It's W-O-V-E-N-S-T-R-A-P. I believe I'm pretty sure, and uh, yeah, like my trip will start around September, maybe like October first or something like that. So, uh, you know, whatever. Like uh, the Clevelanders should tune in, and uh, you know, I have nothing to I have nothing to plug aside from that. I mean, look, and if you're out in Los Angeles or anywhere along the way between Cleveland and Los Angeles, reach out to Martin and tell him to where to go, where it's not going to be awful and bad. <laughs> There you go. Or on exactly, fire. Exactly. Yeah, or on fire. <laughs> or on um, fire. I'm I'm actually like the thing that I'm kind of floating in my head right now, so I have something to look forward to is a between Christmas and New Year's getaway to Joshua Tree to mm. stay in Kate Pearson's um Kate oh. Pearson from the B fifty twos has a trailer yep. park hotel yes. Airbnb out there. I want to go there. Wow. <laughs> called Kate's Lazy Meadow. And I have old, 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 good, good friends that live in Joshua Tree. So it'd just be like, go out there. Maybe I can get a sound bath at the Integraton in a socially distanced <laughs> way. Go see Giant Rock. Stay at a B-52s Airstream. All for it. So fingers crossed. That'll be my my next thing. You, but, know, uh, you know, when when Biden's president, everything will be better. I will say when and not if, you know. So. I mean, you know, here's the thing. When it, when... No, I won't say when. If he loses, when <laughs> when the civil war starts, if he loses. Right. We just have to fight harder. That's yeah. all. You know, let's let's use some guerrilla insurrection to like, you know. Oh, I, I I have a map already marked. There's an X where I live and then an X up in Canada. And I just gotta get to that. <laughs> <laughs> you just gotta follow the dots wrap it up we were having yet some more love fest with martin uh <laughs> thank you again safe travels you're very welcome thanks thanks a lot for having me and uh you know 
Uh, good luck with the end of the show. I'm sure. I'm sure you'll bring it to a satisfying conclusion. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think. Uh, what, what's the word? Uh, adequate is probably more like. It. <laughs> um, Very good. All right. All right. Good so bye. the episodes episodes are at slurmcast.com or in iTunes or your other podcast listening things. Uh, you can email us at slurmcast pod at gmail.com we're on twitter and instagram at slurmcast pod on facebook at slurmcast um 216-438-1077 is the phone number that you can call and leave voicemails or send text messages of laptop nachos to and uh rate and review us in itunes or something i mean come on send us send us out with a little gift there's a couple people that have said some really nice things lately we super appreciate it some art too yeah yeah the the fan art that came through was awesome um we're just really bad at following up on putting shit up because we're the more effort we expend in this now it it just seems wasted (laughs) (laughs) all right well, have a, have a, a good week or whatever, everybody. Have a good week. Bye. Bye. Bye.